This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 103 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking to the very lovely Sabrina Pace Humphreys. But before that, Holly and I chat about ultra running and the races we'd be keen to take on. Then we chat to Sab, who we've had on the pod before, but wanted to get on again because of three huge things. Firstly, she's just completed the very brutal spine race, and we want to find out all about it. No spoilers here, although I will let you into a little quote, she says, which is, the spine race makes the Marathon des Sables look like a picnic on a summer's day. And that's probably all you need to know. Secondly, we want to talk to her about her book, Black Sheep, which has just been published, which, among other things, details the racism she experienced as the only black kid in a tiny village in England. Thirdly, we want to talk to her about the event she's holding on September the 11th this year, Black to the Trails, a day that she has created to encourage more black and brown people to run on trails. She's encouraging everyone to attend if you're interested in running trails for the first time, and it's going to be a brilliant celebration of trail running with loads of music, food and face painting, as well as guided runs. Then Holly and I come back at the end to do the quiz that we didn't have enough time to hold for SAP. Holly is in the hot seat and the theme is ultra running. Hey, Hall. How you doing? Hi, (laughs) I'm doing very well. We've just been doing a slightly mammoth podcast recording. We have. To be Um, transparent. uh, (laughs) And I'm off to go and play balls for the rest of the afternoon. And not actually euphemism. She is is actually going to play ball. Um, and, I am um, going to play ball. It's this is very bath 
Bathonian thing, isn't it? <laughs> that there's an intercompany bath balls tournament <laughs> on the Queen's Square, and we all drink pims and play ball. Yeah, it is. It's an excuse for lots of men in suits to drink a lot of pims, but also women. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a big poshos thing, but it is fun. It is fun. It's loads of fun. Um, but we're here because we've got um, a lovely chat with Sabrina Pace Humphreys coming up. So, um, yeah, we it was just have such a, a lovely chat. Oh my god, yeah, and she's such a lovely one. We need to get her back on again. I think you know when you when you interview someone and they're, I mean, she's one of us anyway, and and she's she's so lovely and so open and she's such mm. a good chatter and it's like right okay we need to get you back on yeah I I think that's she's funny but she's also eloquent and she's not scared to talk about important things as you'll hear yeah uh if you came to the national running show then Sabrina was one of the lovely panelists that we had for our live podcast mm-hmm. um and we talked a bit about, about representation there, but we also did spend quite a lot of time talking about poop scoops yeah. and <laughs> ultra running. This chat coming up, we are going to be mainly talking about representation with her um, and her new book. And her new book. Which is now definitely available everywhere. We weren't quite sure when we were recording when it whether, who it was available to, but it is definitely now available, definitely I think, available. Yes. all over the shop. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Black and, Sheep. Um, yeah, Black Sheep. That's it um fantastic book and I um but yeah I I wanted to get her back on because um a couple of friends of mine have recently embarked on their own ultra journeys and obviously I get um I get very inspired by the people that we talk to on this and I I kind of want to her to come back on to talk to us about how how we could embark on our first proper ultra I mean I know I know I'm officially an ultra runner um, you are um, uh, having run twenty six point eight, um, but eight miles. I mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind. I think I th- I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with the idea of doing a thirty mile one, like a fifty k. Um, but I just don't know which, and I'd like her take on that. And she's sort of our neck of the woods, um. So it'd be quite nice to see what she would consider to be a great first ultra i mean if anyone's listening as well if you've done a first if you've if you're Mm. either a seasoned ultra runner or you've done a first ultra or there's one near you that's a really good one so um yeah because i'm not i'm not quite sure where to start there i want something that's kind of fun but small but with loads of food one of those ones and not too Mm -hmm. hilly but actually i don't really mind if it's that hilly if it's only going to be a 50k one um but yeah. I've heard very good things about the Jurassic Coast. Oh really? Ones. Really? Would that yeah. they'd, they'd be quite up and down? I mean I think they I think they are quite hilly, but I think nobody runs the whole thing. No, like it's there's there's walking and I mm. think I can't remember who was talking to me about it, but they just said that the view was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it was the most beautiful I, run they've ever done. I bet. I just, I, I worry and about. I'm sure runs. there'd be flapjacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, then I, I do worry about that mm. the availability of flapjacks. Um, but I worry also about coastal runs. But you worry about coastal ones, do you? Well, only falling off the edge of a cliff. M- more to do with the fact that I might grind down one leg and it will be shorter than the other because you're basically always running on a bit of a camber, aren't you? So it's like, is that is that not? Yeah, that's true. Basically, heading straight towards injury. The friend of mine that just did, she just did race to the tower, um, and that was. <sighs> 
50 mm-hmm. miles in one day or was it 100k <laughs> I think it might have been 100k um it was a long 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 way it was a long way and she did that mm. um at point of recording probably four weeks ago um and she hasn't recovered she has been unable to go for a run since and so you really oh, do, do you can do yourself a bit of a disservice I think by because mm. I mean it's such a long long way such a long long way yeah um, I was quite happy with doing the 26 would you would you want to do a um sorry I was just going to say would you want to do a one day thing or would you want to do a, a campy thing you are a seasoned camper of course I don't I know how much you love it you know I hate camping <laughs> But I think one of the main reasons I hate camping is camping with the family. So actually camping overnight, just mm. me in the one, one tent is, is less yeah. awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause she actually, when, when, in, when she was talking about race to the tower that the year before she did race to the stones and she did that over two days. Um, so then you're doing 25 miles one day and 25 miles the next. And she spoke about that in a much happier light than she did race to the tower having done it all yeah. in one um and i think um yeah maybe maybe i don't know i mean the second day is always going to be absolutely horrific isn't it so it's kind of like i don't know i i think i'm i'm i'd quite like to start off with a with a 50k in a one and then maybe do mm-hmm. the kind of multi the multi day one but yeah i wouldn't mind yeah i wouldn't mind giving it would you ever give it a go um, no. <laughs> well, n- never say never. I would, but I think first I'd like to do a marathon. Oh, okay. Would you? First, like? I'd like to do a marathon. Would I do a marathon? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? I'd love to do a marathon, but I need to get my head around the half marathon coming up first yeah. and rebuild a little bit of my confidence with racing because it's been such a while. Yeah. Um, but I would love to do a marathon and training. I think as well, COVID through. So it wasn't just race day that COVID ruined for so many people. I think it it made it feel as though you couldn't have anything planned in for more than a week ahead of you that's true and so training has all been so interrupted I just want to know that I can do this 12 weeks worth of training and do a run at the end without anything going wrong or happening so I think once I feel confident about that I'd really like to be able to do a marathon though I might have a heart attack I do worry about that I have to eat a few slightly fewer crisps in the lead up (laughs) don't you're not supposed to stop eating when you're training so no, that's don't. true. More crisps, More but maybe crisps. drink a bit less wine. Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe yeah. That. that usually happens naturally, though, when you're training, doesn't it? A bit, yeah, because you just realise how... you don't want to do your sit. You don't want to do a seven miler when you've had four glasses of wine the night yeah. before. That's not pleasant at all. And so I must admit, so far, I haven't reined in. I mean, I don't drink a huge amount anyway, but I haven't reined in my drinking yet and I only drink at weekends and obviously that's mm. when I do my long runs and I haven't I haven't actually no it sucks that's good that will have to happen fairly you short. can drink one of the nights though yes. you can definitely drink one of the nights or I definitely when I was training for the last thing that we trained for that wasn't interrupted by acts of God or whatever mm. um I remember definitely having wine like a glass of I think the night before I ran the bath half I had a glass of red wine because I was cooking 
I made like a casserole thing, like sausage oh, casserole yeah. that I dumped a whole load of red wine in. And I was like, actually, I'd really like a glass with this. And it made no difference and was fine. It's probably quite good for my iron levels. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm I mean, going with. Yeah, and I, I, I consistently do boot camp hungover on a Saturday morning. Um, yeah, I just had to be yeah. a bit more careful on the Sunday. Sometimes it cures. Sometimes, Sometimes it's yeah. a good cure. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it really does. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's not tell everyone to go and drink loads before they go for a run. Um, although we've sort of done that. Um, no. <laughs> but right. So we have sort of done we that. Have, we have. Um, so we are going to we're going to chat to Sabrina now. But there is there's a big caveat to this um, in that we were going to give her one of our quizzes and we didn't have time. <laughs> So in it, I buggered it up, you know. I did. Yeah, it was everything because I had to. It was I had to go and pick my sister up from the station, and we were having such a lovely chat with Sabrina that we just lost track of time completely, just listening to her be the wisest person in the world. <laughs> and suddenly, I was like, "Oh fuck! I haven't done the goddamn quiz. I need to go and pick days up from the station." Anyway, so in penance. All good in penance. Ne- yeah, in penance. Yeah, Holly is going to be have... back in the hot seat. Exactly. Holly is back in the hot seat for a yeah. an ultra specific quiz, which is coming after our chat with Sabrina, which is coming up right now. We've launched ourselves onto Patreon as we need your help to keep going. Please support us at patreon.com forward slash women's running for just £2 and you'll get some lovely patron-only perks, including an exclusive newsletter from me and Holly. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running for your patron-only women's running podcast newsletter. Yeah, Holly and I last night, um, Holly cheered us both up by sending us probably the worst <laughs> review we've ever had of our podcast. And it I was know, genius. do you want to hear this? So yeah, I look I do. at reviews sometimes <laughs> if I'm feeling a bit rubbish about myself because most of the time people say lovely, lovely things and it's really, really nice to read. However, this cheered yeah. me up for different reasons. Tell me. <laughs> this is from somebody called George. Obviously, gender yeah. ambiguous here, so I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's difficult. This is one star out of five as well. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's difficult to believe that this podcast is hosted by two presumably university educated grown women <laughs> and not two 14 year olds. And considering oh they don't have to work on a running magazine, they appear to know very little about running. Although perhaps very little <gasps> deliberately dumbing down. Oh my god. I know. And then the tagline that we are now going to be using yeah. at the beginning of every episode. This yeah. might be your vibe, but there are other better podcasts. There oh are my other god. better podcasts. Oh my Shots god. Fired. Shots fired. You know, it just anyway. intrigues me the fact that people have got nothing better to do with their time than to basically just be like, you know, do that kind of stuff. I'm just like, you know, if you don't like it, like move on, just move on. I know. <laughs> Why are you listening to it? I know. Honestly. We've had Madness. stuff like yeah. we've had negative reviews before, but they've always been quite constructive. So it's like, oh, sound needs improvement, or yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. That's good because then we can go. Okay, we need to do more of this or more yeah. of this. But yeah, that I think that's our yeah. first one where it is just wow, just pure, pure hate. 
<laughs> yeah, from, from, from someone presumably university educated. Like we did, we had that one, didn't we? A few uh, like a month or so ago, which was how elitist. I know, honestly, I know. honestly. <laughs> yeah. So much, yeah, so we did have so much that you could pick apart. Yeah, I know, I know. right? Yeah. Really, there is, there is. I saw it when I was in the bath. I, I just, I, I, I had to immediately get out, dry myself, and screenshot it and send it to Esther. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, it you, cheered me up. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've been told, like, especially now the book's out, like, just don't read the reviews. Like, whether they're good or bad or indifferent, like, you've got to find your happy place somewhere else other than the opinions of others. <laughs> Oh, oh that's that. why that's, so that's true. why no because that stuff that stuff like really like that stuff really gets to me like it's great yeah. when it's great but it, you all the great ones you can have loads of them it's just that one that you yes. like someone like me I remember that and it's like yeah. I will use that to beat myself up time and time again so yeah. I just like stay away from it my publishers actually told me that they were like just make the decision before the book comes out. You're going to read them or you're not going to read them. Like yeah. get people to write them, you know, get say to people like write reviews, write reviews, yeah. write reviews, but, but don't, don't get into the, don't, don't get into the habit of like reading them. Like, yeah. 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 Well, that's so true because yeah. I, I've just realized that that's exactly how I started that sentence off. I was feeling a bit rubbish about myself. I was feeling a bit, a bit rubbish. Yeah. And then I yeah. decided and to go so and find I out. Yeah, to yeah. Read reviews. You're so right. I was basing other people's, I was using other people's opinion to find my happy place when I just, needed yeah. to go you know I love doing our podcast it mm. always cheers me that's up it's it. my favorite part of my job that's, that's the end full stop doesn't yeah. matter what other and people think, think about the one yeah. think about the one person the one person that listens to your podcast and you know what after listening to it has a smile on their face or has learned something that's all you got yeah. to and there's always yeah. there's always that one person and and if you've got that you've changed somebody's day potentially somebody's life so like take that and move on <laughs> Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Now, are you listening, now, George? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> George, <laughs> yeah, whoever you Listen, are, George. George. <laughs> well, if they, yeah, but if they are, they've tuned into your second podcast after their yeah, first experience. I didn't so feel yeah. worried yeah. about about, really got something about George's them. review because I had a feeling they would not <laughs> be returning. So. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is lovely to see you. So the last yeah. movie was National Running Show, wasn't it? National Running Show South. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. was lovely. They, we had just that was the nicest chat on stage, wasn't it? You, you it. made us feel so um, comfortable and not nervous and everything because you were just fantastic talking about all trail running because we were talking about trail running for beginners and I think that's mm. one of the reasons why I wanted to. You know, because the sun's out and it's like, yeah. I think this is the time of year where more people are more up for exploring a little bit further because yeah. if I, from a personal perspective I probably back away from trail running in the winter because of yeah. mud yeah and dark and you know whatever so I thought it'd be great to get you on to ask you some of the same sorts of questions that we were talking about at the National Running Show but also because two big things in your life right now one of them is this incredible book that you have just published Black and the other one 
is that you've Ooh. literally just stumbled home from the spine race. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, yeah. You, you chucked a festival in just afterwards just to, you know, to add some fun. Oh, my God, Esther, honestly. Like, when I was at that festival last weekend, though, I was like, Sab, you've probably taken on too much here. I did, like, four talks, four talks oh. in, like, one talk one day, three talks the next. And I was just like, Sab, probably should have really thought about this, like, lesson learned. <laughs> Yeah, but it was, you know, it's always great being around people and the feedback was amazing. So a little bit of an energy top up from them. But yeah, I needed a bit more recovery, I think, after the spine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so, oh, what should we go into first? There's so much to talk I about. I kind of okay, want to talk look, about, look. oh, you know, you've, you've no, got, go. are you no, sure? Go well, no, I no, wanted no. to know about yeah. the spine race. I just wanted to know what it's like. Yeah. What is that like as an experience? If you can sum it up on the podcast, I mean... <laughs> oh yeah I mean for anyone that for anyone that doesn't know so the spine race is a race that has been going a long time initially it was just a winter race so it takes place every January the spine race when many people think about it they think 268 miles from Edale to Kirk Yetong it's the whole of the Pennine Way here in the UK Pennine Way being Britain's oldest trail and it is the tagline of it is Britain's most brutal. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I don't know why. I, actually, that's a lot. Fancy I, it whole? Yeah, fancy it? <laughs> fancy it? Um, if I tell so you at one point during the race, after around about 100 miles, I, after having been in tears for much of the day, I stumbled into a checkpoint I was actually carried into a checkpoint and I looked at this beautiful checkpoint manager with tears in my eyes and I said to her in the voice of a child this is brutal <laughs> and she looked oh. down at me put her arms around me she put her arms around oh. me she said sab it's Britain's most brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Always marketing. It was, you know, I, I, as, as anyone that has followed me knows, you know, I've done some pretty epic races, you know, Marathon des Saab, I dined out on that for years, you know, the toughest foot race on earth. <laughs> I don't know what it is yeah. about me and these race titles, but oh my, oh my God, like the, the spine race made Marathon Day Saab look like, and this is no word of a lie, a picnic on a summer's day. <gasps> a picnic. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, I, I mean, know, this, this, right? this, this, this race is, and I was trying. I'm trying to still come to terms with what is it other than the clock starting on the 19th of June, at 8 a.m. when you kick off from Edale, and it not stopping for anyone or anything you are timed from the moment you cross that start line until the moment you're either dnf or you're medically pulled out oh my or god you, or you kiss the wall at kirk yetom everything is timed and i think it being a 268 mile foot race it being self-supported I was carrying like a nine kilogram pack on my back oh my god which included, yeah. which included all my mandatory kit from bivy bag to food to water to medical kit to spare clothes everything mm. to the sleep deprivation and you being in charge 
of your sleep strategy. So the clock doesn't stop like it does on a stage race, like the Marathon Day Saab. Clock doesn't stop when you do a specific distance a day. It's constant. You're constantly being timed. And with that means there are cutoffs for checkpoints. So if you don't hit them, you're out. But you're not allowed to be supported. So you can't have family and friends out on the course handing you bananas or water. Because Mm. if, if you're found to have that support, if that person isn't giving that support to every single competitor, it's deemed mm. as you having an advantage and you either get a time penalty or if it's bad enough, you can <sighs> get taken out of the race. Oh my so, goodness. Oh my so, God. So the constant moving your body forward, the constant fact that you are in charge of, well, when am I going to sleep? You know, my strategy, which looking back was not the best strategy for this woman, was to not sleep for 24 <sighs> hours. So to try and get <sighs> at least at least 80 miles under my belt and then to yeah. have 90 minutes sleep at every checkpoint. So over the course of six and a half days, I literally had eight hours sleep. How, how many checkpoints are there? What, there are, are five out? checkpoints and there are roughly around about 50 miles. So you have Hebden right. is your first one. Then you have Middleton. Then you have, uh, no, no, so, he, sorry, that's wrong. Hebden, Halls. Um, oh God, I'm, I think it's Middleton next that it starts to, it starts to get, it starts to get a bit very, mm. then, um, Alston, Bellingham and there's a half a, a five and a half checkpoint which is Burness uh-huh. but there it's not like your normal tra- like normal trail races or races you're like every 10k maybe every 10k yeah. checkpoint yeah. no 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 like between 40 and 50 miles each checkpoint <gasps> but oh my god Esther these these wow <sighs> so so you've got you've got energy you've got self-sufficient you've got pack carrying everything on your back you've got hallucinations because of sleep <gasps> deprivation oh my god Halluc- i remember that from jasmine paris yeah i've never hallucinated in a race in my life and to see i my hallucinations were faces in the ground so i Ooh. would see um beautiful almost like artistic paintings of madonna Elvis. Wow. Um, I, I saw oh two packs Shakur. In, I saw two packs Shakur in a cow, in, in a cow poo. Like <gasps> it was absolutely <laughs> just. That's the poll quote know, for the, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I saw two pack in a cow I bath. saw. I swear to God, I looked down. I was like, it's two, pa-, and it was so beautiful. And numbers, numbers coming up of years like 1978. And you know, although that sounds pretty, um, pretty weird, there mm. was there was a feeling of safety in it because I knew for me the hardest part, as well as having intense foot pain from seventy miles, where every single step I took, it felt like I was stepping on hot coals. Oh. Uh, it was it was horrendous. I'm still trying to figure out with my coach and with the medical professionals around me exactly what that was and whether it might happen again. Mm. But. When the sun went down, I really, really struggled because obviously, you know, in your brain, as soon as it gets dark, that melatonin starts to build up to tell you to go to sleep. Yeah. And for me, that was, for me, that was a constant struggle. As soon as the sun went down, the sab energy went boom and it, and mm. the body was like, sab, it's actually time to sleep. 
But then I knew you can't sleep. You've got to keep moving forward. And I swear I've never experienced falling asleep on my feet before. <gasps> when your eyes, oh you know, when God. you're so tired, your eyes start rolling in the back of your head. Yeah. But you know what was happening as each day, as each day went on, when that would happen, something in my brain was like, Sab, just take two seconds of sleep and then wake up again. So I was actually asleep for two seconds before I would veer yeah. into the side and wait. It's all of those elements combined with the sheer fact that you are so exhausted yeah. and in pain from, for me, it was foot pain. Other people, it was blisters, like, like the soles of their feet Ugh. starting to come off. Like, oh, oh my God. goodness. It, it is. <laughs> I swear. And I know that anyone listening to this might be like, oh, my God, like, I'm never doing that. Why would I do that? But you know yeah. what? I know, and anyone that's read Black Sheep uh, will know, like, have you ever watched the film Taken? And Liam Neeson says when he's on the phone to his child's kidnappers, he says, I have a certain set, a unique set of skills, right? And yeah. I'm going to find you. And I'm mm. going to find. I, from somewhere in the pain, because I did, I cried about 20 times a day. I was broken time and time and time again. And at, at points I would lie spread, spread eagled on the ground and I, I buddied up with a guy called Raj who was just, a, just an amazing, amazing man. And I oh. remember he laughs at me now because he said, can you remember when you were crying out loud on the trail and you looked up at me and you said, this is supposed to be a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, did I say that? He said, Sab, you're in tears. You'd thrown down your poles and you were like, this is supposed to be a hobby. I mean, I was broken so many times and someone said to me well when do you hit the wall on the spine like you know when you're in a marathon 20 yeah. miles they say you hit the wall. yeah the wall the, you hit the wall time and time and time oh my again. goodness uh... what keeps you going is up here this thing between your yeah. ears it's like what can I draw from? What can I use to give me the mental strength to continue to push my body forward when actually everything wants me to stop? And that's yeah. where the power of you being able to really dig deep and find your why in terms of why am I why am I continuing to do something like this? And for me, that mm -hmm. why was, I'm just going to show you now. I had this little photo for on my book launch. I had a photo of my family. Oh, and that's I gorgeous. laminated it. And I yeah. was like, I'd look at this photo and I'd be like, mm. they're a massive part of my why. It's like, we can do really hard things what we, we we prepare ourselves for them we train for them and it's it's this that we're training for it's how can yep. I continue to keep going on and it's like to inspire like my grandson who's at the end and also Aww. you know that representation you got you you women like women at ultra marathons like this we do really well like we have yeah. this endurance we're strategic. It's like, what does my body need in order to keep going? I knew very, very quickly. It wasn't about placing. 
It wasn't about yeah. competing. It was about completing. It was me against yeah. me. And I had, to, I had to be kind and I had to say, what does my body need right now? It needs mm. to sit down on this trail and eat my jam sandwich, not to eat it going up as I'm walking along. It needs yeah. to sit down, reset, refocus, think about the next five miles. It wasn't about oh, I see a runner ahead of me. I'm going to take them over. I'm going to have them. No, 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 no. It was about, I want to complete this and I've still got a long way to go. What do mm. I need to hone into and to focus in on and remember to get me to that finish line? Yeah. And now, two we almost two weeks later, it's funny, isn't it? It's like childbirth. You, you start to again. forget. Yeah. You start, you start <laughs> to forget. You start to forget that all the horrendous times, the times you were crying, yeah. felt broken, and we're taking yeah. medication every three hours. And you only remember, oh, that time when all I had yeah. to worry about was moving myself forward. It's funny, <laughs> isn't it? It's oh. funny. Um, I thought, you know, do you know, I was wondering if you were going to say, because like you said, the Marathon de Sable is supposed to be, what was, how, what was the strap line to that? The, the strap line for the Marathon de Sable is the toughest the tough, foot race on earth toughest foot race on earth and so and then the spine race was the Britain's, Britain's most, brutal. most brutal so I was wondering if like your third one like maybe you could go for like the UK's easiest 5k there you <laughs> go there you go like that's where I am right now ladies from here I am right now ladies like the next couple of months I said to my coach yesterday I was like Damien the next two months, I am refinding the joy. I am <laughs> loving the 5K bit. You know, I'm loving yeah. just deciding each day, what do I want to do today? I think I'll just have a nice gentle walk today. You oh. know, yeah. for me, it's now, it's off season. I haven't got yeah. any more massive races this year. And, and I believe as a coach that you shouldn't be constantly, constantly, constantly on a training cycle. You have to recover and recover hard. Yeah. My body needs that recovery. It needs to refill mm. the cup. It needs to get excited about the next thing. And um, and yeah, will I do the spine again? That's what a lot of people have mm. asked. I think, yeah, at some stage I will. Oh, um, would you? I would. No, I would because out of everything, out of everything that I went through, it reinforced again that I am, I have this unique and I believe that, I don't believe it's just me. Like, whatever that challenge for you may be, I think as mm. women as well, we have this deep well of this reserve that sometimes we tap into and sometimes yeah. we forget it's there. But in stuff mm. like this, it is absolutely amazing how deep into that well we can go in order to get us to push on in power and in strength. And, and to really, for me, you know, I think as we've had this discussion before, I'm constantly looking from a physical and mental point of view, like where's that, where is that red line? I thought mm. it was, and I think it was near the spine, but I could probably have gone on a little bit further you know, I could have because I got Whoa. my sleep strategy right towards the end. I knew 90 minutes, I'd go into the 90 minute sleep at the checkpoint feeling broken. 90 minutes sleep, I'd be up again. I'd be like, oh, hello. Are we ready to mm. go again? <laughs> what a so, treat. 90 minutes. Oh yeah, my God. what a treat. What a treat. 90 <laughs> minutes sleep. But I just, I just, I just think there's something, I think there's something really, really interesting and really, um, that I'm constantly striving for. It's like, what, 
what can the body do? What can we as women yeah. do? And, and we know the science, yeah. the science is there that tells us that women, because of the strategic way that we look at these races, because of how we focus in on our bodies, that we can do really hard mm. things. You know, look at Jasmine, look at Courtney DeWalter, look yeah. at Debbie Martin Consani, look at, you know, these amazing, actually UK ultra running women that we have. And, yeah. and I, I'm constantly, I'm constantly kind of looking, looking for that kind of challenge so one day not next year but one day mm. I'll tow I'll tow the line yeah. again and and who know who knows what the next set of kind of things that I'll have to deal with will be but we can do hard things oh, you well you can you can, we can. I mean <laughs> I was um to thinking about this spine race just gone what was the representation there like in terms of women but also black women I mean I was the only black woman there like that you know really yeah yeah i mean the spine race knows you know we work with the organizers and and the organizers support black trail runners and 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 i guess the spine race is a race that knows that there is a serious lack of lack of underrepresentation of black and brown people you know the the people that took part in the the spine race that were black people were were myself and zuki tanadu who is two black trail runners you know i hooked up you know i partnered with raj mahapatra who's a who's Mm. a you know british indian man and, you know, it's a massive conversation that Raj and I had all the way around. Zuki was ahead. He was always going to be, he's a great runner. But Raj and I, we were having conversations about what it was to be a brown man and a black woman in a race such as this and the importance of us being there mm-hmm. in order to yeah. show that, yeah, we as a, we as minority communities or, you know, the global majority should and belong here and can do these races. And it's about addressing the barriers to access skills and representation to even get our people to the start line. Rina McGregor, who's a a member of Black Trail Runners again, um, she she was third lady at the Spine Sprint. I saw. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So as well as the Spine Race, which is the big 268, there are other distances Mm. that you can do as part of that kind of festival. So the Spine Sprint is 46 miles. A mere 46 miles. A mere 46 miles. The challenge. The challenger, I think, is around about 108 miles. And then you go to the full spine, which is 268. Mm. But like mm-hmm. Rini had never done that distance before. She was so worried about it. But, you know, that's the power of like community. Like I knew that that woman had it in her. And I was like mm. her big hype woman going into it. I was like, you, I think you're going to do so much. You're going to do so well in this. She ended yeah. up, it was exactly the terrain she liked. She ended up coming third woman and I think 11th overall like again like it's that representation you know um and and in terms of women I think at the spine sprint I think the field was almost 50 50 in terms of women and men which is amazing amazing and I think uh, certainly much much lower for the full spine race but still like you know I would look around at the checkpoints and there were women there you know, yeah. and we have to continue to like show at entry level. Like you only would ever think of doing something like that if you'd if you'd only started from like doing a five k trail race, a ten k trail yeah. race, a half marathon, a marathon, yeah. a fifty k. Like that's how I've got into it. I just I love. <laughs> I wasn't saying this when I was out there, but mm-hmm. I, I love. I love long races where you get into that zone into that bubble um 
but you know with females participating mm. in races like this you know i know that you know sophie power has set up she races you know there are still those barriers yeah. you know there are still those barriers you know whether it comes to lavatory facilities you know at the national yeah. running show i showed my tr- my poo shovel didn't i yeah yeah, yeah. did yeah, yeah, didn't use it, didn't use it, didn't need to actually. I my my tummy went kind of south, so actually, and and I was taking paracetamol and codeine towards the end, so that kind of like stuffed me up a bit. Lugs you up, but, yeah. Um, but you know, there are still ba- there are still those barriers. You know, if you have your period while you're out there, you know, how do I deal with it? What do I carry? Careful. What support yeah. am I yeah. going to get at the checkpoint? You know, um, so. We still need to continue to have these conversations, but I think event organizers like who are behind the spine, they're absolutely open to those conversations and they That's are really responding good. to those conversations. And that, yeah. that is all that I hope for is that conversation action, conversation action. Yeah. Um, so I, I certainly hope that next year there through what I've done this year, I already know that people are like, oh, well, I had a look on the website and I was just <laughs> thinking if I had a year of training and I'm like, yeah, girlfriend, let me <laughs> let me help you with that because yeah, I want to see you on that start line next year. So yeah, yeah, oh. it's painful. Now let's let's talk about the book before we run out of time um, uh. because it's such an important book. Uh, both me and Holly have got it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. T- tell us about the book. Tell us why you decided to write it in the first place. <laughs> Why I decided to write it, Esther, is that I, um, for 42 years, um, I grew up, I moved to a, when I was four, my parents split up, my mum's white, my father's black. We moved to this small, rural UK Cotswold market town. And from the earliest memory I have is of of being othered, it's of me being the only black kid in the town and therefore being a target because of that you know rural racism is there it's real Mm. it still happens Mm. and my lived experience of being a a child a teenager was of 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 looking around me and not seeing anyone that looked like me and therefore trying to understand well what does that make me you tell me the racists you know what I am you know and and the book came about because in 2020, as, as you know, there was the murder of George Floyd and the rise in the Black Lives Matter movement. And my town had its first ever protest around Black Lives Matter. And it mm-hmm. was being taken over by a white person who was talking about their lived experience. And something inside me just broke. And I stood up, mm. did a speech from the heart about what it was to be a, a black woman living in a rural town where no one looks like you. And that was filmed. I didn't know it was being filmed and it went viral. And a friend of mine is an author and she, as an act of care and love, really, she said, Sab, like, you know, maybe you should just start writing down just, you know, some of the experiences, you know, who knows, you know, might might help. And, mm. and then actually she was kind of like pushing me. Yeah, you really should write it down. Sab. Like you really should write some stuff down. And <laughs> six months later, I had uh, written a couple of stories, a couple of um, a couple of experiences and and yeah she said I think you probably should speak to my agent and long story short within within nine months I my book proposal went to auction with various publishing houses and that this is stuff beyond your wildest wow. dream any women yeah, woman listening like that was never it was never mm. the life plan. I know I've heard from authors how difficult it is to get agent representation how difficult it is then to get a book deal and it just, it was meant to be. And I spent last year writing the, writing the book, writing the chapters. And 
having to relive those experiences. So the book talks about from being a young child, um, even before I was born, the racism my own mother experienced from her family who told her never to set foot in Scotland again when they found out she was having a relationship with a black oh man. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. And right through to my experiences being a kid, being a teenager, living in a town where no one looked like, like me and what that was like, through mm. to also being a teenage mum, another stereotype. People saying to me, if you, I fell pregnant at 17, had my first baby at 18, 18 years and two months. And, um, you know, people again said to me, you're not going to make anything of yourself. If you have this baby, you'll be in abject poverty all your life. You've got no qualifications. How are you going to, and constantly my life having to fight, having to Mm. fight to survive, having to prove people wrong, prove that just because I was this color didn't mean that I was any less capable of doing these things just because I was a teenage mum, I'm going to show you that I can create a great, you know, but then it goes on to talk about how, you can only hide from trauma for so long or put it in a Pandora's box for yeah. so long. So I talk about my yeah. experience of addiction. You know, mm. I'm a recovering alcoholic. You know, I've been sober for quite a few years now, but that was my, that was the thing that I used, you know, mm-hmm. in order to numb myself. So I wanted to create, I wanted to be as authentic as I could in terms of those elements of my life that I know other men and women and however you identify deal with and go through you know for me the other ring as a child was around skin color for others it might be sexuality for others whatever it is like if you have felt like an outsider if you have used other things as a way to deal with that if you have been constantly within your life almost like negated in terms of what you believe you could achieve as opposed to what others believe you could achieve I just wanted this book to be like I see you I see you, I've been mm-hmm. there, and this is how I've got to where I am today. Like, I never believed that I would be called like a social justice activist. Like, what? <laughs> you know, I never <laughs> believed that I would be a trail running ultra runner doing a 200. Like, that just wasn't like what I was told, like, that I could do. And yeah. it's only through sheer grit, determination, and this hunger to to be the best version of myself that I could possibly yeah. be and now yep. in my role as as you know co-founder of black trail runners and 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 of just trying to inspire people to like whether it's 5k you know mm-hmm. whether it's a mile I talk about that first run in the book that first time when I had postnatal depression and I went out and I ran a mile I ran walked a mile and how hard that was mm-hmm. and actually you know what elements of the spine race reminded me of that mile it's all relative like yeah. 268 miles is a long way but you know what so is a mile when you've never done anything like that before it's hard yeah. work yeah and I just wanted to show through the book as another vehicle to communicate like if I can please believe me if you're listening to this if I can you can mm-hmm. and sometimes we just need to feel we just need to feel that connection. And that's all I wanted for the book. And I know already the book's almost been out. Well, it will be a month tomorrow. And I know from emails I get and DMs like, it's connecting. It's doing what I wanted it to do, which was what I said to my publishers. Just if I can just help one person, job done. And yeah. I know it has already. And that is just, it brings me such happiness and joy because that's all I wanted for it. That's amazing. And, 
let's just quickly mention also the run that you're organizing in September. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Black to the yeah. Trails. So Black to the Trails is a UK is a UK run trail run event. I'm not even call it we're not even calling it a race. It's an event. Mm-hmm. If you want to, it's organized by Black Trail Runners. It's designed by Black Trail Runners. It's got the UK's first black race director. It is a truly wow. diverse and inclusive event. Already, mm. I've got some figures for you. So, with like 10K distance is like sold out. Like, if you want to do the 10K, you've got to get in there really, really quickly. We've got 1K, mm-hmm. 5K, 10K, as well as those run distances. We're also, it's a carnival. So, there's going to be stuff there to do for like families, like kite flying, bubble magic, circus skills face painting you're going to be able to come if you've never tried on a trail shoe come and try on a trail shoe run in a trail shoe we're going to have music that reflects the cultures we're going to have food that reflects the cultures it's going to be so different to anything that you've ever experienced but what it's about is a celebration of what it is to be outdoors what it is to look around you and not just see the faces of of white people faces of brown people faces of black people enjoying the outdoors enjoying trail running mm-hmm. this is not an event specifically just for black people okay let me just put that out there now if you want to see a truly inclusive outdoors this is the event for you because you being there mm. says we support this. We want to see trail a trail run event. We want to see trail running industry that truly reflects the global population. We appreciate there are barriers, and we want to be here to help fight those barriers. Yeah. So, where, if you still if you want to come along, it's on the eleventh of September, Dunstable Downs National uh, National Trust Estate. It's going to be so beautiful. Come do 1K, do 5K. Get in quickly if you want to do 10K. Bring the kids, bring the grandparents, bring the family and and, and just come and, and be part of this first, the first event of its kind to take place. And we know it won't be the last. And we're just, we're, <laughs> I'm, I'm so infused about the fact that, you know, when we set up Black Trail Runners, one of the first trolling con- comments that we got, the negative, was well black people just not must not want to trail run and we said no there are barriers that Mm. exist for two years where we've worked Mm. tirelessly to address those barriers and now in terms of sign-ups basically the, the the percentage so we've got 50 percent i'm just looking at the latest figures so yeah percentage ethnicity 70 percent people of color have signed up to this Ah. race 70%. 70%. That's amazing. 30%, yeah, 30% that of amazing. registrants are kind of white, are white faces, white people. And out of that 70% of people of color, 50% are black people. Because for us, one of the first thing we ask the industry to do is at any UK race event, all we ask is that you ask the question about ethnicity, because how can we address the problem if mm-hmm. you don't know where you are? Yeah, yeah. And the exactly. response we would get is, "Well, we've we've tried, we've tried to encourage people of color, but it doesn't work." What we've shown with this event is, when you have people in the organizing committee, when you have mm-hmm. people in charge who it's their lived experience as well, you can make diverse events. It's not rocket science. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I'm so, I'm so 
I just can't wait. I can't wait for the 11th. I'm really happy because women's running, you're supporting us as well. And, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. Can you tell how excited I am about yeah, it? Yeah, I, mean, I can't can. wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was only gutted because I can't do it because I'm doing I know great, doing great that weekend. Fun. Yeah. Hey, hey you Ooh. know what? I think with the race calendar at the moment, there are so many races that are kind of are happening that have either been deferred because of lockdown or are just taking place. It was difficult to find a date, but we yeah. we went for a date that kind of worked for us and, and worked with, with worked with the kind of the people that we kind of knew that we we definitely kind of wanted to kind of attract there as well. You are one of those people, mm. Esther, but you know, them's the breaks, as Boris would say. <laughs> um, ah, Boris. Ah, Boris. <laughs> but you know what? We know it won't. We know this is the start of something really, really really special and something that is yeah. going to just be just one of those things in the race calendar and what the other thing I wanted to say is if you do not run at all at the moment you've never trail run as part of our event um, I'm a qualified coach as is uh, Rachel Dench who's another co-founder we've started a couch to 5k training group ah. so if you want coaching personalized coaching within a group of other people who want to do 5k and want to go oh, from amazing. never having trail run before mm-hmm. just get in touch with us via the black to the uk website send us an email and that training starts like this sunday basically from next week okay. so oh, i'm not fantastic. sure when the podcast comes out but whenever you're mm. listening to this yeah. like get in touch get involved there are opportunities for you to be coached if you've never trail run before Oh, that's incredible. Oh, God, I wish this existed years ago. This is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. Sab, thank you so much for coming to speak to us today. I have loved every second of it. I always do. You're so entertaining and so brilliant. Everything Mm -hmm. you say is so valuable, you know, even if you're wielding a pooper scooper ahead. It's kind of, um, <laughs> especially when you're waving, people see us around. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Sab. It'd be, um, I'd love to speak to you maybe either closer to the event or after the event. Yeah. I want to find out more about that, and I'm sure that everyone yeah. listening mm-hmm. does too. So, um, thank you. And thank you so thank much, you too. It's always a joy speaking to you. I always end, leave feeling lighter and more joyful. So, thanks for having me on. Oh same here i think we've got the same back yeah <laughs> yes I, I was having a rubbish morning and it has lifted me considerably too because i was so I've stressed in class and now i'm jolly yeah just needed an effort didn't we <laughs> and we're back, back. In the room. yeah yay back in the room, back in the room. so lush she is just the best person she's so lovely she she's is. so personable she's got so many interesting things to say and she's just very worth listening to Absolutely. in my opinion yeah um, and we need to figure out um because of this event that she's doing black to the trails and that's on the 11th of september um and it's such it's such a good idea apart from i mean it, you know it at its at its heart, it's about encouraging more black and brown people to run on trail. And then there's this kind of this wider thing, which is encouraging everybody and particularly women to run on trails. And mm. so it's a fantastic one to go to if you're a bit worried about going from pavement to path, because that can it can be really daunting. And I'm terrified of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it can be really, really scary. It's scary. It's scary. 
Um, and particularly if you are someone who, you know, is potentially marginalised in the running community, women included in that, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, as well as people of colour, I think that it is worth going to meet people who are like-minded, who are inclusive yeah. and wholesome and lovely and want to give trails a crack as well. Yeah, and they, they, because the trail runs are starting from a, a, quite a nice small distance, like one or two K or something, and it's just an opportunity to kind of to see what that feels like, to see what running on that sort of terrain feels like, and to kind of try and build a bit of confidence because we all, you know, these are public footpaths and these are public rights of way and we deserve everyone deserves to take up space in those areas mm. so i think um it's a really important thing that they're doing and yeah if you're if you're able to to pop down then then please please do show your support um and i i can't be there and i really wanted to be and i spoke to sabrina about that i was like really irritated because i'm supposed to be at the great north run it's oh yeah November. yeah yeah but um but we will like women's running in some way will be there um yeah 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 I'm gonna try and go I'm sure we'll have a couple of us who'll be keen and want yeah. to go and see Sab and have a amazing day yeah it does sound fun as well and, all the music yeah. and the food and um and there's goodie bags as well so um and I know that oh. because there's going to be a copy of women's running in every single goodie bag so it's uh, oh my it's, goodness how exciting I know um, how can you find details of it all, Esther? There's a website. I think Sab yeah. mentioned it in the interview, didn't she? Yeah, there, yeah, there is. A pop along to the website and... There is. I'm just checking now, but I think there is a dedicated Black to the Trails website. Um, Black to the uh, Trails. Let's have a Go look. Go and get your tickets and hopefully... Yeah, there is. Blacktothetrails.co. We'll see some of you there. Yeah. Okay, fab. Yeah blacktothetrails.co.uk to get your tickets and meet some lovely people have an incredible day and we hope to see you there as many of the team as can possibly be there exactly exactly um right so now hall you ready for your quiz (gasps) yeah Yeah, i am you an ultra quiz i'm a bit nervous because this was a quiz designed for sabrina pace humphreys not for myself well say i'm ready to give it a crack i've done some adapting because some have of you dumbed, these have you dumbed it down a bit yeah basically <laughs> yeah. okay good good i need that <laughs> because some of these you'll be like uh hang on a minute um i couldn't have asked sabrina this one um but anyway so where, hang on where's my music is it that or is it that i never know i'll try this oh yeah i need my buzzer you let me grab button. it hang on a minute oh that's done nothing at all Hang on. Oh. Do, 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 do. It's not that. Not that. Hang on a sec. Um, da, 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 da. Shmana, mana, Sorry, so much copyright going on here. Hang on. Oh, there we are. Oh, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to stop that. Bam. <laughs> okay. I love okay. it. Are you ready? Do you have your buzzer ready? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm going to go for today, elk. Ooh, let's hear. 
<laughs> That's harrowing. Okay, we're not going for elk. We'll go for turkey instead. Okay. Perfect. Brilliant. Okay. Yes, that's definitely definitely a good thing for a running podcast. Right. Um, question number one. Are you ready? Where yes. where is the spine race? <laughs> yes, Holly. She's gone very silent. Oh, I bloody know this. We were just talking about it with Sabrina. <laughs> The Hebrides. Well, it goes in. Really? Oh, it goes into Scotland. But let let me let me qualify the question a bit. What famous path does the spine race take place on? (sighs) She's got silent. The yes. Oh, the oh. No, I'm sorry. That was thirty percent. I'm going to have to give you a. Oh, what's she going to? Was it the outer head Hebrides? No, darling. The <laughs> oh, nothing to do with the Hebrides. <laughs> I don't even know what the Hebrides are. <laughs> I knew you didn't when you said it because you said it was quote what. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the rocky ridge of Northumbria. Yeah. Oh, joking! No. Yes. <laughs> oh. It's the Pennine I thought that Way. That was a long shot. Oh, of course, it's the bloody Pennine Way. Yes. So I was on the right kind of. My brain was thought it was doing something with the Hebrides, didn't it? Well, it goes into Scotland. I've heard of the Pennine Way. Scotland. I'm not sure if it touches the Hebrides so much because it's sort of Northumbria and Scotland, but it's like the backbone of Britain. Okay. So it's a famous path, and that's what the spine race is on. So, okay, this, I'm pretty sure you're going to know this. Zero, big fat zero, zero points so far. Zero. Okay, question number two. You ready? How mm-hmm. far is the spine race? How far is it? How many miles? <laughs> yes, Holly. It's, well, the one that Sabrina did, the full, the full Monty, yep. is 260 miles. Oh, I'm going to give you that one. It's 268. Well done. Oh, I need to oh, do some clipping. I was going to say 268. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the studio audience have fallen asleep. There, there we go. Did you Thank hear that? you. My pleasure. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. Well done. Okay, question number three. To the nearest day, okay. how long would the average person take to walk the Pennine Way which is 268 miles so how long would it take you to walk it roughly this is a good one I'm quite pleased with this question (laughs) yes Holly about two weeks do you know what I think I am gonna give you that yeah it is yes the first thing that came up was 16 to 19 days that's a bit over but I'm gonna give you yeah okay Thank you. Two and a bit weeks. Yeah. Two and a bit weeks. So to mm-hmm. put this all into context, 268 miles, <gasps> 16 to 19 days. So Holly, to the oh nearest 10 hours, how long <gasps> did Jasmine Paris take to run it in 2019? So she ran it very, very quickly. 
And she ran it ahead of the men. To the nearest 10 hours. I'm going to give you to the nearest 10. Okay. She's gone silent. She's thinking. <laughs> yes, Holly. Okay, let me. 132 hours. Not bad, but she's amazing. So Jasmine Paris did it in 83 hours, 12 minutes and 23 <sighs> seconds, which equates to 3.45 days she did that in. Oh my God. That's amazing, isn't it? I can't believe that. I know. I know. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so now, now days, here's your three and a half days. And she was breastfeeding her child, wasn't she, on the way? Uh, was she breast? She was not breastfeeding. She I think was, she, was. she was pumping milk. She was pumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, final question. I love this question. I, I like applause for this question. I love how shite that my answers have been so far. <laughs> You're going to like this one because this this one's multiple choice. Um, question number okay. five. Multiple choice. Ooh, hang on. I put my buzzer down in. Oh, don't don't put it down. In, in haste. Okay. So, which of these three items is not on the official kit list for spine race runners? Okay. So, <laughs> when you're running a, an ultra, you get a huge kit list, and you know you've got packed loads of stuff in your bag. Mm-hmm. Right. So, for spine race runners, which of these is not on the kit list? Goggles, socks, GPS watch. Mm. Holly, I think it's a goggles. And hang on a second. What goggles? Goggles. They have to bring goggles. Who are they? Michael Phelps. <laughs> Why do they need goggles? <laughs> they need goggles for weather. It's, so they need they need goggles to cover their eyes. Oh, I see. Yeah. So actually. Oh, okay. Can I try and guess? Is it socks? Would they just assume that you bring socks? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Trick question. I, I give up yeah. today. GPS watch. Not on the kit GPS list. GPS watch. Mm. Not on the Not kit, on the kit list. list. I, I've now forgotten some of I the Because I suppose reasons. you could have other ways of tracking. Because presumably you do need to let, like somebody needs to know where you are. Yeah, you are supposed to have a GPS handheld device, but not a watch. And I think that's because. It has to be a watch. No, it, it can't be a watch. It officially can't be a watch. It can't be a watch. No, and um, mostly because watches don't have the battery life or the range of a handheld GPS device. So, yeah, so they need oh. to, they want you to So what's a handheld GPS, GPS device? Well, a phone? Um no. no, 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 you you get specific That's got GPS even worse tracker. battery. Yeah. Specific GPS tracker. Oh my so gosh. Oh. Well, that was went absolutely terribly. I loved that quiz, at Spine <laughs> Race themed, but I unfortunately am going to be getting extremely lost with <laughs> without my GPS watch in the Hebrides. In the Hebrides for well, fifty six hours. Never do the Spine Race. Let's let's make a pledge right now. Let's Neither not do the Spine Race. It did. I have to admit, I was so emotional hearing Sab talk about it. It sounded incredible, but. I am not sure I'm ready to see Tupac Shakur coming out of the ground in front of me. <laughs> no. God, I remember speaking to Jasmine Paris after she did it, and she was talking about how she thought that the trees were talking to her. And um, 
and I oh remember she God. said that in quite a fond way, and I just thought that sounds so hauntingly awful. Can you imagine being? Oh my God! Yesterday, on I was a bit tired, and I wanted to just end it all. I cannot imagine being so so as kind of out of it that you think trees are talking to you and finding that enjoyable. It's just not nice, is it? Yeah, because in that in the three and a half days that it took her to do it, I think she had like half hours kip in that so you're, you're missing out on three nights sleep oh my god i know i know oh my god that was like us in berlin <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely comparable to sleeping on memory foam 100 percent in a berlin hotel and drinking too much yeah and getting hot legs, getting hot legs. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's up there with the fine race yeah yeah okay (laughs) we've had some times they may they may not have involved shitting in pub well actually (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) backtrack backtrack (laughs) we've had times included shitting in public uh yeah yeah fun times we may not have got a medal I may not have got a medal okay. for my shitting in public, you should but I'm done. very proud of everybody who ran this fine race. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon, and you'll receive a special patron-only newsletter from me and Holly. More perks on the way, I promise. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.